You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Team, welcome. Great to have you here with me. Much to get to today. First, we've got Biden wants companies to mandate vaccines for all employees. Talked about that yesterday. Some doctors do a walkout to protest all the unvaxxed COVID patients they are dealing with in Florida. Uh, Saki says there are no Americans stranded right now in Afghanistan and a meeting between the CIA director and the Taliban directly, Mullah Berater, talk about what they're trying to get accomplished with all of that. We've got a lot to get into, my friends. But let's take a minute to talk about your business for all the business owners listening to this out there or people that are running a part of a business. uh, You know that HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. An average of seventy thousand dollars a year. Bambi spelled B-A-M-B-E-E was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just $99 a month. It's month-to-month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash buck right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's B-A-M-B-E-E, Bambi.com slash buck, Bambi.com slash buck. Today I'm calling on more country, more companies, I should say, in the private sector to step up with vaccine requirements that will reach millions more people. If you're a business leader, a nonprofit leader, a state or local leader who has been waiting for full FDA approval to require vaccinations, I call on you now to do that. Require it. Do what I did last month. Require your employees to get vaccinated or face strict requirements. Remember when they said they didn't want to do this? They weren't going to do this? I do because it was this year. It was in the beginning of the year. Joe Biden was making it quite clear. We thought, of course, he was lying, that Democrats agreed that some basic medical freedom was an important thing. They understood that it could be counterproductive to try to force people to get what was at the time an experimental FDA uh, FDA not yet approved vaccine. Now it is approved. At least the Pfizer is. And they're going to rush through approval on the booster shots. And I got to tell you, There's no way anyone's going to convince me that the booster shots are well studied enough and understood well enough that we have no we should have no concerns about them. In fact, from everyone that I've talked to about all of this, and I'm going to get back into the mandate side of it in a second. But for everyone that I've spoken with, they made it clear that their second shot. So the if you get the Pfizer, the Moderna, you get two shots that their second shot was, in fact, the one that really made them feel sick, gave them serious side effects. And that's something that I'm sorry, you got to think about when they're talking about a third shot, a third shot. Really? Why would we just think that that would be okay? 
how long could they possibly have studied the third shot when this has only been a matter of months now that they've even been considering it, right? Unless maybe some of you are probably saying, Buck, they were going to do this all along. That's certainly a possibility. But that's at least that was a, a contingency that they planned for, unlike Afghanistan, where they didn't really plan for contingencies at all, it seems. But they're going to coerce you in every way that they can. I remember getting, it was last, uh, last summer in particular, a lot of people writing into me, Buck, sorry, this is a New York problem. This is a California problem. The lockdowns, the mandates, all this stuff, it's not something that we really have to deal with in fill in the red state. And I kept saying, okay, but as long as you remember this, as long as we were in a situation where there were any COVID mitigation measures still going on, we were going to be subject to the possibility at a minimum, the possibility that there could be uh, a redo or reinstituting of these measures. In fact, even enhanced ones. Remember now, sure, we don't have mask mandates everywhere, although there still are mask mandates in a lot of places. But we also have vaccine mandates, which I will say are, are even more intrusive in many ways and and more concerning than the idiocy of forcing people to mask up. You know, the data when it comes to kids in schools masking, I, I've looked at this pretty closely now. The data, it's not that it doesn't show a benefit sometimes for kids in school. The overwhelming conclusion that anybody should draw is that masking kids in school does nothing except harass, annoy, and make kids uncomfortable. That's all that it really does. But people are devoted to this. They think that they're good people because they're going to continue to do this, even though the science doesn't actually support what they're doing. How did we get to this point in America where so many millions and millions of people are completely incapable of thinking for themselves and drawing the most basic conclusions about something that I'll just say it should be obvious? I mean, this is not particularly complicated. This is not a difficult thing to figure out. How did we get here? Well, I've got one word for you. The Fouch. Except that's two words. Because, see, I'm smart. I'm a doctor. Ah, yes, Dr. Fauci. He's a genius. He sees everything coming. He, he knows where this is all heading, say the idiots. This is a guy who's been wrong so often. Putting him on television should be considered a public health risk. Putting him in a position of authority, keeping him in this position of authority in the United States government is one of the biggest blunders made inside of any bureaucracy in a very long time. But he's still out there and now he's telling us, you know what he's saying? If you do everything that we say, if you get the shots, if you do everything that you've been told to do by next spring, by next spring, maybe we will have this under control. I don't think we're going to be having to boost people indefinitely. I believe it's entirely conceivable that this third dose superimposed upon the two doses of Moderna and Pfizer very well may allow for a rather prolonged period 
of protection. We don't know that right now, but if you look at some of the vaccines that we have against other infections that require multiple shots, including, for example, a third boost, such as what we do with hepatitis B, we very well may see a situation where the response goes way up and stays up for a long period of time. That's what we're hoping for, rather than the concern about having to boost continuously. I just want to know, do you believe him? Do you want to take his word for it? Oh, no, don't worry. This time around, it's going to be one of those situations where the booster is going to be it. But they told you in April, well, when you could get the shot in April, but it was back in January. They told you earlier this year that you get the shot and you're done. They told you get the shot and no more masks, right? Remember that? CDC said fully vaccinated people don't have to wear masks. Oh, now they want you to wear masks again. And you also have to wear masks on airplanes the whole time. They never stop that. They've changed. They've changed the rules again. How many times are they allowed to change the rules before we turn around and say, hold on a second. Maybe, maybe believing these people, maybe listening to these clowns is not, in fact, a good idea. Maybe Fauci is horrific when it comes to predicting where things are going to go. Maybe listening to him is a fool's errand, and it's time that we have the little lab coat tyrant shut up. Maybe we need to tell him to go Fauci himself. I think we should be there, yeah? I think that's the smarter move, but they're already talking about how, oh, if you do everything we say, if you do everything we say, In spring of 2022, we might have this under control. Oh, wow. Really, Fouch? We may be able to have our lives back in the spring of 2022. Is that right, Dr. Fauci? Oh, gosh. I'm so glad that we can take your word on this. Who believes this stuff? Who listens to it anymore? If we can do that with the people who have been infected, get them revaccinated, The people who are unvaccinated now, that 90 million people, get them vaccinated. I think we can get a degree of overall blanket protection of the community that as we get into the early part of 2022, getting through the winter, which could be complicated by influenza, by respiratory syncytial virus, that as we get into the spring, we could start getting back to a degree of normality. Do everything I say and we can get back to a degree of normality. Do everything I say and maybe at some point I'll begin to give you some crumbs from the table of my power. This is outrageous. Everybody should see this for exactly what it is. And also the way that there's increasingly nasty politicization of this where you have uh, doctors. I, I saw this. You have these doctors in Florida who have did, did a walkout of some kind to protest against people who are unvaccinated and being in the ER. I'm just wondering, do the doctors refuse to treat patients who smoke cigarettes? Do the doctors refuse to treat patients who drink too much? You know, where else are the doctors going to start to say, you know, I'm I'm fed up with treating people that are making decisions that I disagree with. I'm fed up with it. This is outrageous. And those doctors should be ashamed of themselves. 
And there also, as we know, are people with breakthrough cases whereby you have individuals who are vaccinated right now. I've, I've got a friend who told me he thinks his whole family has covid. They're all vaccinated. I another friend, uh, Sagar and Jetty, who uh, hosts the uh, Breaking Points show with Crystal Ball, my old co-host, and he's fully vaccinated and he's really sick. He's fully vaccinated and he got full blown, full on covid. So here you go, folks. Where do they draw the line? And you'll notice that you see so much more reporting on Kentucky and Florida and Texas numbers for COVID than you do in Oregon and Hawaii. Oregon, Hawaii, uh, Oregon's at an all time high, all time high, higher than it was in the winter. Did, did anyone know that? Maybe a few of you because you listen to this show and you remember I said it. But did you see it anywhere else? Did anybody talk about it? He, here's where we have to un- we have to understand this is where we are at this point. OK, they don't want to go back to normal. They don't want to do it. They don't believe we should go back to normal. They like the situation of total control that they have over our lives. All right. That's what they like. They don't want to give this up. They don't want to walk away from this situation and say, you know what? Fine. You're allowed to actually have autonomy back. I'll come into the Afghanistan situation here in just a second, but I know Mike Lindell very well. I love my pillow. All right. And the my pillow products are incredible. They're what I live my life with these days. I mean, I sleep on my pillows. I'm on the Giza dream sheets. I've got the my pillow mattress topper. I've got my towels. They're all just great products. I mean, I gave some towels to my parents uh, and they said they're the best towels they've ever had. And they're not sponsored by my pillow. Uh, they just love the towels. So I, I got to tell you, if you try these products, you're going to be all about them. Listeners have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today. Listeners like you and Mike Lindell wants to give back to all of you. You can get great discounts on my pillow products and please do it right now. Go check it out. Well, after the podcast, of course, go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener special square. You're going to see rotational offers up to 66% off on products like their pillows, mattress topper and Giza sheets, but also new products like their slippers, weighted blankets, robes, waffle blankets and more. All my pillow products come with a 60 day money back guarantee. Enter promo code buck for these great radio specials. Again, enter promo code buck for these great radio specials. Just go to mypillow.com. That's mypillow.com. The Wall Street Journal has an interesting piece on uh, written by William McGurn on what he calls the Taliban 9-11. Now, I'll say the Wall Street Journal is generally very hawkish, very interventionist in its editorial page. Uh, you have a lot of people that were big advocates for the Iraq war and big advocates for a forever presence in Afghanistan, military presence. Here's what McGurn though, writes in his piece. thought it was interesting. A Taliban 9-11, Joe Biden rushed the Afghanistan pullout for a political speech he wanted to give. Here's what he says. What on earth will Joe Biden say this September 11th? We know what he planned to say. He hoped to use the 20th anniversary to proclaim himself the president who had succeeded in doing what none of his predecessors, George W. Bush, Barack Obama and Donald Trump could end the endless war in Afghanistan. The purpose of the artificial deadline was to provide Mr. Biden a dramatic backdrop for the speech he wanted to give. The bungled exit has scuttled that plan. Worse, it has forever surrendered 9-11 to the Islamist fundamentalists. 
It is now what they meant it to be in 2001, their day of victory. Part of this victory belongs to Al-Qaeda, which seared the date 9-11 into America's memory. Today, Al-Qaeda's leaders have regained the haven they used to plan and carry out the 9-11 attacks under the same Taliban hosts who refused to give them up, even after President Bush declared the U.S. wouldn't distinguish between the terrorists and those who harbored them. The Taliban victory is bigger still. Over the weekend, propaganda attributed to the Taliban's Badri 313 unit featured a photo of its fighters clad in captured American gear, raising the Taliban flag in a parody of the iconic World War II image of Marines raising the stars and stripes on Iwo Jima's Mount Suribachi. They intend to rub it in. And why not? They won. Look, this is a bad situation. There's no, but I'm not quoting anymore, obviously. This is a bad situation. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the Biden administration has shown us that there, there's a stunning incompetence at the heart of this White House. You, you can't get around that. And so while, while we're worried about what happens to the Americans who are stuck behind, what's being done to get them out, the Biden administration is feverishly, furiously trying to do everything it can to control the optics of the situation. That's their preferred approach. The White House's Jen Psaki, White House press secretary, had one of the worst lines we've heard in a long time yesterday about the situation in Afghanistan. First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. There are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan. Right? I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan when I said when we have been very clear that we are not leaving Americans who want to return home we are going to bring them home and i think that's important for the american public to hear and understand that's pretty jaw-dropping isn't it she talks about thousands and thousands of americans being stranded in afghanistan as though they missed their flight to the bahamas and there'll be another one coming any minute no big deal they're not stranded you know it's just just a little bit of a, of a delay in their vacation plans dude no i don't think that's accurate I think there's something much more serious and much more sinister going on. And this Biden administration knows right now that their entire presidency, I mean, there are limits to what the Democrat propaganda machine can hold up, right? There are limits. They can't actually let I me mean, look at someone like uh, Governor Cuomo in New York. They decided he wasn't worth it anymore, so they could no longer protect him and didn't wish to protect him so they fed cuomo to the lions and now he's gone former governor cuomo of new york but with joe biden's presidency the people who are persuadable based on reality instead of the brainwashed cnn watching morons who think they're sophisticated and understand the world when in reality they're the most simple-minded and obtuse people you could find anywhere in this country uh, people other than them, right, the people that actually can see what's happening and come to real conclusions about it will be too obvious to them that this Biden administration is full of buffoons and inept and incompetent. It will become too clear to them and there, there will be a political price paid by the Biden administration as a result of it, despite the fact that they have so much help, despite the fact that there's so much assistance the Biden administration can call upon from uh, the College campuses, 
news media, Hollywood, dominance of the culture, corporate America, all the rest of it. Biden can be so stupid that even people who voted for him the last time realize it. That's what terrifies this White House. And that's truly the only thing that terrifies them. I mean, whatever happens to the Americans in Afghanistan, I think there are a lot of people in the Biden White House that figure, well, you know, tough stuff. But Joe Biden's got to deal with climate change to save the planet. That's the really important thing. We can't get too bogged down in a little thing here and a little thing there. This administration is uh, appalling in so many ways. You know, big tech monitors us, censors us, deplatforms us, but conservatives have been helpless to do anything about it until now. On Getter, you can talk with friends and family and express your political beliefs without fear of Silicon Valley liberals coming after you. Join Getter, the social media platform that supports free speech and opposes cancel culture. Getter is led by former Trump advisor Jason Miller, who saw what big tech did to President Trump and decided to fight back. Getter is the fastest growing social media platform in history with over 1.6 million users and growing, including prominent conservatives like Mike Pompeo, Steve Bannon and me. Join Getter. It's in the App Store, the Google Play Store and at Getter.com. Longer posts, longer videos, sharper and clearer pictures. And unlike the Silicon Valley oligarchs, Getter will never sell your data. Send a message today. Join Getter. It is time to cancel cancel culture. Uh, you know, I, I had some fun moments over the weekend when I was at my brother's wedding and I was talking uh, to everybody there about advice that they would give to a newly married couple. And it, it did come up in the course of conversation that. Well, one thing was two bathrooms, if you can. That was what one guy said, which I thought was interesting. Of course, there's the usual stuff. Your wife is always right. Always say you're sorry, even if you're not in the wrong. Things like that, that some of the guys said that was pretty funny. But then there was the conversation about romance before dinner. And uh, there was a different word used, which I think you could say, but it was to have, let's just say, relations with your spouse, your significant other before dinner time. Meaning, you know, if you're going to have dinner at eight, instead of eating at eight, finishing at 930, getting home from the restaurant at 10 on date night. You plan to have a drink, you know, an hour, hour and a half before dinner and put the cat Stevens on the MP3 player and let the let the cat purr, if you know what I mean. Um, that's that's a good way to go. We could call it romance before dinner because you're less full. You feel more. You know, you're you feeling more frisky. Let's be honest about it. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I have a steak frit and a bunch of uh, peppercorn sauce and, you know, a big salad and three glasses of wine in my belly. I don't exactly feel like uh, Spider-Man or Evil Knievel. You know what I mean? I, I kind of want to just hang out and digest. So my idea for all of this was, well, and it's an idea that was passed to me by a, uh, a friend of mine who's a much older guy. who had been married for decades and decades. He said, plan the romance before dinner. And it was funny because a bunch of the guys at the wedding we're talking about how that was game changing for them. And one of there was one of the wives, beautiful young woman that I've known for, for years. She said, oh, yeah, it's a game changer. So one of the wives chimed in to say that her and her husband realized and they all traced it back in real time. They realized, hold on a second. Buck was the originator of this idea for our whole group of friends. And it is true. So I'm just telling you, you know, how there's some advice that has come on the Buck Sexton show like. Wear comfortable shoes. And I know people say, oh, but I need to be fashionable. No, no. Wear shoes that make your feet feel good. 
You can find shoes that look good enough, but make your feet feel really good. And I stole that idea from my parents, and they're totally right. Wear comfortable foot uh, footwear. And uh, also, I would say, and that for those of you that listen to me, you know that I'm right, and you know that that's a game changer. Beyond that, I would add into the mix, you should um, try romance before dinner. For the married couples, the people with significant others out there, try the romance before dinner method. Um, you'll enjoy your meal more. You'll be in a good mood. You'll be relaxed. You know, you'll be in a better place all overall. And after dinner, you know, you can just cuddle up and watch a movie. And, you know, if you want romance round two, that's cool. But also, if you want to go to bed, no one feels like hey, we're missing out on life. You know what I mean? And if you want to go for that uh, creme brulee or a big piece of cheesecake, you're like, all right, already taking care of business, if you know what I mean. And I just I thought it was nice that I got credit from all these guys who are married. Uh, these young guys, they're all in their early 30s who are married. And the uh, romance before dinner revolution is underway because of yours truly. So the buck gets results, folks. That much is true. Please be sure to become a supporter at my Locals page. Uh, I'm up at Locals. It's BuckSexton.Locals.com. Again, that's BuckSexton.Locals.com. I will be posting more there this week, and we're already ramping up to do uh, live streams there. So please become a supporter. Uh, I can assure you that's going to be a fun platform. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff. And pass the buck. Tell somebody about the Buck Sexton Show podcast. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Shields high.